welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Let's quickly uh, look at the story of, of um, Jacob that we're about to study today in the text, uh, Genesis chapter 32, verse 30. A statement was made in Genesis 32, verse 30. They said, so Jacob called the place Peniel. Now, I don't know. The people pronounce it in different ways. Um, people say Peniel. Some people say Peniel. You know, Americans call it Peniel. You know, um, British, Nigerians, they call it Peniel. We don't know what the Hebrews, the, you know, the original people call it. Amen? <laughs> so I'm going to just go with Peniel. Amen? So, so Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God's face to face. I, got, I saw God face to face. And yet my life was speared. So this was a person who was making a memorial over a particular place. And he says, the reason why I'm going to call this place this name is because this is where I had a God encounter. This is where I saw God's face. So I'm I'm prophesying over everybody under the sound of my voice here in this auditorium and watching me that this year, you are going to say 2020, you will call 2020 Peniel, amen, that this is the year that I saw God face to face, amen. No, somebody received that prophecy right now. I'm saying those of you watching me and those of you here, I said, this is the year that you are going to say, I saw God face to face in my life. I have been a Christian for a long time, or I just became a Christian, but, you know, I've heard about God in the past, you know, I'm just hearing a little bit about God. It doesn't matter the stage you have, but this year, you are going to mark it and say, this is my penel, amen. This is when I saw God. Lift your hands and say after me, say, this is my penel. Say, 2020 is my penel. This is when I saw God. Face to face, I experienced the God show, and I am no longer the same. Good. So the question is, what led to Peniel? What led to this particular declaration by Jacob? It is interesting that what usually leads us to the most significant encounters with God or the most significant moments of our lives usually struggles. The str- some struggles that we go through. And I'm going to show you, Jacob struggled in three ways that led him to Peniel. And I want to talk about that. I'm going to use the word wrestle. Jacob wrestled in three ways. And that's what led him to Peniel. 
So, and from the wrestling, that I'm, the three types of wrestling that I'm about to talk about, I believe you will see yourself there. Amen. You will see yourself there in this three. All of us will see ourselves in this three wrestling. So, it takes some study of the context of this story to understand these three types of wrestling that J Jacob went through that led him to that God encounter that defined his life, changed his history, changed those who were coming after him, transformed everything, amen, and turned him into a nation. It was wrestling that led him to the nation. So as we talk about it, I want you to take a moment to think about yourself. I'm not going to spend a long time. I have 19 minutes remaining, amen. But I want you to take some time to think, amen. As we go through this thing. So the first thing that we see is that Jacob, the first wrestling that Jacob went through is that Jacob wrestled with his past. That led to um, Peniel. He wrestled with his past. They said, um, uh, please move on in my, uh, in my outline. So Jacob wrestled with what? With his past. In Genesis 32, verse 6 to 7, they said, when, when the messengers returned to Jacob, uh, you are showing the wrong thing. When the, when the messengers returned to Jacob, Genesis 32, 6 to 7, when the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, we went to your brother Esau, and now he's coming to meet you. And 400 men are with him. In great fear and distress, Jacob, Jacob was terrified at the news, okay? He divided his household along with his flocks and his camels as well, saying that if Esau, into two groups, he said if Esau comes to attack one group, then the other group that is left will escape. So before we got to Peniel, <laughs> Jacob was dealing with some decisions that took place in his past, for those of you that have, you know, studied the Bible a little bit, Sunday school, or maybe you don't, you don't even have that background at all, let me just give you a quick summary. When Jacob was born, he was born as a twin. He was the second one to arrive as the twin. And in the tradition there, the first one that arrives is the older one. It's called the firstborn. And the name of that one was called Esau. So Esau was born. They said the children were wrestling in the womb. So this man, Jacob, if his past, if his whole story started with wrestling, <laughs> he started wrestling from the womb. They said the two children were wrestling. And I can tell you the person who is really doing the wrestling is Jacob. <laughs> because they said, <laughs> so when the first one was born, called Esau, they said he was very hairy, and he was, a, he was a tough guy, amen. He even grew up to be a tough guy, a guy that goes, that loved the outdoors, and, you know, does, ex, you know, just like to hunt and all that, and everything. How many of you would like to have an older brother or older sister like that? You know, exercises more than you. It's buffed up. You, you are like a stick. Like me. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, 
you know, you have this, you know, just gorgeous, whatever, the one that everybody, life of the party, and that's the person that was born before you. And it showed from the time we were born, because they said when Jacob was born, he was just a normal child. Like, he didn't have hair, he didn't have, <laughs> he wasn't red, he was, he was just normal. And he was holding to the heel of the brother. He said, you, you are not good. <laughs> this guy has been fighting for a long time. Been fighting for a long time. Holding to the heels. So when they named him, they named him Jacob. And you know what the word Jacob means? It means the one that holds on to the heels. You know, that was the one that always cheats and connives to take advantage of people and get ahead. I imagine him your child that. <laughs> that's, the, that's what his name meant. And this all means, you know, red and cool and and of course, the dad, you know, the, the dad liked that guy because the guy looked like who he wanted to be. That he couldn't be. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, Esau, so Jacob naturally, sorry, Isaac naturally preferred Esau because he looked like a real man. And so, according to the tradition then, the person who comes first is the one that gets the firstborn, is the one that gets what is called the double portion blessing, the blessing of the firstborn. It wasn't something discriminatory. Actually, then, the firstborn is supposed to take it. The father goes, the firstborn is supposed to take care of the mom and take care of all the other children. So the tradition was that the person would get the double portion of the blessing so that he can now take care of what? Of the other ones. But Jacob was like, this guy is not going to get it. So, so Jacob began his wrestling. So one day, Esau was very hungry. Amen. And so he got back, and Jacob had prepared. Jacob was very domesticated, amen? Very domesticated. So he took advantage of that. So he, he had this porridge that was, so sm that was smelling so nice, that was so good. So when Esau got back, he was like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Jacob said, okay, you have this porridge, can you give me? Joseph said, okay, let's trade. Quick pro quo. <laughs> so he said, let's trade. What are you going to do? You're going to give me your firstborn right, the right of the firstborn, and I'll give you this pottage. Esau was very strong in body and, you know, he's all that, but his mental whatever was not, he didn't think well. So for the moment, he sold the bat right for the food. So they signed a contract, amen, even though they might not have signed anything physically, but they signed something spiritually. And that's why sometimes some of the actions that we take, even though nothing is signed physically, we sign certain things spiritually. We make certain decisions, right, that becomes a covenant. And that covenant just stays there, and that covenant comes back later. Amen. Sometimes we do some things that are seed time and harvest that unless it is dealt with, it's, it's something that is signed that comes back later. So that's why we need to be very careful about the decisions we made, we make moment by moment, especially decisions that we make when we are in the heat of the, the major passions. Hunger, Sex and anger, right? You know, and all those stuff. We have to be very careful because sometimes we end up signing something that, you know, we, you know, if we don't, you know, tear it apart, might, you know, might come back and become an issue later. Somebody say, I received that pastor land. Send me a prophet offering. You know, that's just, by the way, I didn't plan that. It wasn't in the service. Amen. It wasn't. But somebody needed to hear that. <laughs> okay. So, Jacob sells it. Sorry, Esau sells it, right? But this guy was conniving, wrestling, planning. And then on the day that the blessing was supposed to be given, and that's another story entirely, um, which I will share some other time. The day the blessing was supposed to be given, the dad was 
hold and blind, which tells you that the blessing of the Lord is blind. The blessing of the Lord, God does not respect our person. Amen. You know, that's very important. The blindness represented the fact that God is no respecter of person. The blessing, even though the man, Jacob himself, preferred somebody, right? But that blessing operates by a law. So it's whoever qualifies for it, whoever prepares for it, whoever feels like it, amen? Steps into the mode of it is the one that gets it. So it was supposed to be for Esau. So Esau said, hey, my son Esau, go get some things for me. So he went. So listen attentively. Esau went to get, Esau went to get the thing, the food, whatever he was supposed to give to his dad. He went to get it, you know, to hunt. He went to hunt. That simply says that Esau was depending on his own natural strength like he has always done. But this guy called Jacob depended on something else. He didn't really, this guy knew that he had no, he's not going to get this blessing. Hmm. It's not whatever. So he depended on something. He depended on his mom. And the mom represented like a feminine kind of a thing, which actually, you know, could be symbolic to the, you know, reliance or the guidance of the spirit of God. Do you get what I'm saying? And say, you know, you are really the one that is meant for this blessing from the woman. Because it has already been said to the mom that the younger, shall, sorry, the older, the older shall, shall serve the younger. So he depended. So when, they, when he showed up with the father, the blessing, who is blind? And the blessing says, why are you here? And all that. How do you get it so quickly? He said, because the Lord helped me. You know, that was, it wasn't because of myself, because the Lord helped me. And then the father said, are you really my son Esau? Are you really the one qualified for this blessing? You know, sometimes the blessing asks you, are you really the one? Are you really the one that is going to have the God show this year? We usually answer and say, maybe. Or we say, oh no, not me. Do you know what Jacob said? He said, I am. Someone say, I am. Some of you need to start lifting up your hand and saying, I am right now. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Even though I'm not the one that is qualified for it, Jesus Christ is the one that is really supposed to get the blessing of righteousness, but I am. Amen. Even though I am not the one that's meant for the blessing because of my life, but Jesus Christ made me qualify for the blessing, so I am. You know, the father said, are you Esau, my son? Jacob said, I am. I am. No, but saying I am is not enough, right? But that's where it starts. Then the father said, come near so that I can feel you. You know that was, are you in the, let me see whether you are in the, hmm. Oh, my wife was sharing. Whether you are in the, you know, the position, you will feel. You know, because you have to feel the blessing, amen? You have to feel like it. Some of you in this place right now, you are saying that this is my year of prosperity, but you are feeling poor. <laughs> you have to start feeling rich, amen? Because the blessing is going to fill you. <laughs> To see whether you have the same substance before it releases it. Whether you are the one. You need to begin to feel like you want to be. Amen. Begin to feel like you want to be. You know, feel prosperous. Amen. Feel anointed. Wake up in the morning and tell yourself, I'm blessed. I'm experiencing the God show. And they say, ah, Jacob, you are deceiving. I am. Because that's God's promise over me. Are you getting what I'm saying? So feel that way. So he felt him. I said, okay. The voice is the voice of Jacob, but it feels like Esau. Meaning that, oh, the voice, this guy, you know, you are sounding. I know what you did last summer. Mm -hmm. I can see all those things, but you are sounding like righteousness. I know that uh, you used to be the sickler. You used to be to fall sick, but uh, you feel like you are healed right now. Do you get what I'm saying? 
In other words, then the blessing came upon him. Okay? So he received the blessing. But you know what? The past, as a result of what Jacob did, the past, that, that thing he did, even though the Bible never, listen, the Bible never condemned him, never condemned Jacob because he became Israel. The blessing was on him and all that for that thing, right? But he himself, because of that decision he took, his brother was, his brother was angry and coming after him. So yes, I want to tell you. What leads to Peniel, this experience with God? One of those things are the struggles that you have gone through in the past. I want you all to know that what has happened to you up until today is preparing you for what is about to happen next. <laughs> hey! I think somebody online is, on the, is, is, preach, is, is appreciating this preaching more than people that are in the auditorium. I, <laughs> I said, what has happened to you so far is leading you to the God show that is about to take place this year. All those wrestlings in the past, you know, he said he divided them into different groups. It's like if you attack this group and how many of you have been dividing? You've been dividing your budget, you've been dividing your money, you've been dividing everything, calculating, doing that. Oh, last year, you know, this is you know, I spent so much on this, I spent so much on that. You have your spreadsheet, Google Sheet, Excel Sheet, which other one? Quick books. <laughs> Every one of it, amen. You've been calculating, dividing, and dividing. I say the devil attacks from this. Maybe he won't attack from that. You know, you put all the credit cards and the school loan. He said, this one, I do this and I do that. That's what he was doing. His past was on him. But I'm telling you, a peniel is about to happen to you this year. A peniel is about to happen to you this year. A peniel is about to happen to you in your relationship. It's about to happen to you in your ministry. It's about to happen. Forget the past. Amen. Because God is about to do a new thing. But that wrestle... That wrestling that is taking place right now is leading you somewhere. Do you get what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter what you have wrestled. You've wrestled in your marriage. All of us have wrestled in different things. But it's leading us somewhere. Amen? Because there's some good wrestling. Okay? So we're going to turn our wrestling skills, right, around. <laughs> I'll stop wrestling with the wrong thing and start wrestling the right way. Now, the second thing, because of my time, Jacob wrestled with his secrets. So he said, uh, go there. he wrestles with his secret. Look at it. He says, then Jacob prayed. When he was praying, oh God, my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you will say to me, go back to your country and to your relatives. I'll make you prosper. Then he says, ah, as he was praying, God, you spoke to me. Then the, um, the feeling of unworthiness came on him, you know, because he knew. So you know his story up on this point. This man has already, you know, so when he did that with Esau, then he went to, you know, to work with his, uh, his uncle. And then, he, you, know, you know, there was a woman that he loved. And then they gave him another one. He was angry. And then, you know, he had married the other one. And then, you know, just so many experiences that took place in that relationship happened in the past and all that. And this guy had a, a, a sense of unworthiness. That this big promise and this big blessing that I receive. I don't think I'm worthy to carry it. I mean, can you, you guys imagine being in the shadow of Abraham and Isaac? You understand? You look back at your grandfather and say, ah, that man Abraham. You look at your dad and say, that is the Isaac that dug well all over the place and people were bowing and all that. And now me, Jacob, to carry the same blessing on. That's the way some of us feel in this place today. You feel unworthy for the God show. You have certain secrets that are hitting you up. You know, you have certain secrets. Those things that, nobody, that only you know and nobody else knows. 
And the devil is telling you that those things disqualify you from the blessing of God. I'm here to tell you they don't disqualify you. Look at what David said. David was wrestling with a secret. He was wrestling with it and he was eating him up. He said, but he got free. And that's the secret to our freedom. He said, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt. Whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Everybody say honesty. That is the key. Jacob was honest before God. He said, I'm not, you know, this is what has happened and all that. He said, honesty. He said, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away. And I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy upon me. I was wrestling with this secret. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. But finally, everybody say, finally. I confessed all my sins to you. And stopped trying to hide my guilt. Then I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And instantly, what happened? You forgave me. And then all my guilt is gone. The wrestling with his secret was released when he became honest and authentic before God. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to go and tell everybody your business. But the only person that deserves to know your business is God. Stop hiding. If there's a secret that is eating you up, bring that secret before the Lord and before the Lord alone. Amen. And say, God, this is it. This is eating me up. Open up and be honest and say, that's who I was. That's what happened. That's it. Amen. And let God release you. You will experience that joyousness in the name of Jesus. You will experience that joyousness. So that was dealt with. Amen. Then the final wrestling. The final wrestling. Jacob wrestles with so, you see, what happens is when we deal with the wrestling with the past, right? The wrestling with the past is forgetting those things which are behind. Amen? And reaching forward to those things which are ahead. There's more for you ahead, right? Forget about the past. God is going to give you a new future, right? God is going to turn things around. Don't focus on the past. Don't, don't take all your time looking in the rearview mirror. When you drive looking at the rearview mirror all the time, it's, you crash, do you get what I'm saying? Keep your eyes ahead of you. I don't care who you have been. What I care about is who you are becoming. I don't care what you have done. What I care about is what is going to happen from today. Someone, someone shout hallelujah to that. Man, guys, I'm preaching like 70% better than you guys are responding. 70.5% actually. Come on, can I get an amen? I'm a preacher now. Hallelujah. Brother Fred, where that? What happened now? Energy. <laughs> I need some encouragement, amen. All right. So it doesn't matter what has happened, amen. It's a new beginning. Tell anybody it's a new beginning. Say it's a new beginning for me. So now what you are now able to do is to divert your attention into this real wrestling that we need to do, which is the wrestling with God. Ever say wrestling with God. Say so when I deal with my past, when I stop my wrestling with the secrets. Then I can now wrestle with God. Let me quickly end, you know, give me a few more minutes to, to show you the components of this wrestle with God. And then we're going to stand up and, you know, we'll just take some, just pray and then, you know, you know, go on to the end of the service. Wrestling with God. So what does the wrestle with God involve that led to the pineal encounter? The first one is it involves focus and intensity. Everybody say focus and intensity. So listen, if you want to get into the right kind of wrestling, which let God do the God show, show you your pineal, 
there is a level of focus and intensity that is required that if you were struggling with those other kind of wrestling, you will not be able to focus like that. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so this is what Jacob did. They said, uh, look at the, 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 the passage there. They said, that night, Jacob took, got up and took his two wives. Okay, two wives, but you know, that's not for you, amen? <laughs> his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent them Oh, what? He sent over what? So Jacob was what? Left alone. What did he do? He said, you know what? Because, I, because I, I, I just want a new beginning. I just want, this year is a different one. He says, I am going to get rid of all distractions. So he dealt with his past. He dealt with his secret right before God. Then he said, I'm getting rid of all distractions. And sometimes the distractions in our lives are the things that we love or the people that we love. Sometimes, especially when it's time to seek God. So he separated those things. So first of all, the first thing he separated were his, uh, what do you call it, family. He took care of them, he separated them. The second one were his possessions. So when we're praying and fasting this month, that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to increase our intensity by separating some things away from us. Amen? That have, that, you know, have been taking our focus of intensity. We're separating some people from us that have been taking our, 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 our intensity. We're separating some programs from us, some food from us, some things from us, so that we can be left alone. Please, let me preach to your neighbor. You need to be left alone. I mean, that, that sugar needs to leave you alone. Amen. That Netflix program needs to leave you alone. Are you listening? That boyfriend needs to leave you alone at this time so that you can find your direction because it's not your direction. Are you listening to me? Those friends that have been distracting you, it's time for you to say, you know, you know, go, 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 go to the other side because I want an encounter with God. Sometimes even your boss, you know, he needs to leave you alone a while. Amen. So this is not the time for overtime because you need money. Are you? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. This is not the time. This is the time for you to say, let me. I'm telling you, say, let me. Because I, I got some business. Someone say, I got some business this January. Got some business, amen. Please. There's time to walk throughout the year, but this month, this, this month, I'm seeking God. That's my walk, amen. That is my walk. This is my tenial year, amen. He was left alone. And then, the real wrestling. Say, a man wrestled with him till daybreak. The, see, the reason why, can you imagine Jacob wrestling and then his little boy, he has 11 children, amen, and they are holding to him. He won't be able to wrestle very well. Or he's wrestling at his cow, they are mooing. Ooh! And his sheep, they are saying, whatever the sheep say, amen. <laughs> disturbing him. <laughs> disturbing him. He had to separate them. You won't be able to wrestle when you have all those things crying in your ears. The, the bills, write what you owe down and let them stop crying in your ears. Amen. Push them to one side. Put them in something you write and then close the book and say, I'm coming back to you. But when I come back to you, I'm coming back to you transformed. Yeah. Amen. Push it aside. 
Listen, some of you, if you just put your Facebook aside and your Instagram aside, you know, for just, for, for just this month, your year is already a God show. Because what is causing your stress and your pressure and everything is the lies on Facebook and the make-believe world on Instagram that makes you think your friends are better than you, their marriages are better than you, their businesses are better than you. It's a fake world. Don't live your life focused on the fake world. People will fight themselves and then they'll post a picture of them smiling. <laughs> you just finished fighting, you know. In fact, they fought over the picture. <laughs> and then you are here and say, ah, I wish my marriage was like that. They're always smiling. Your friend that cried all night because he didn't have a, you know, the real boy, she didn't, you know, there's no man in my life who just posted it and said, I don't care about no man. <laughs> my life is just... I'd be like, I wish I was like that because I care. I need a man. I need a woman. It's a place of lie. Anytime you say, anytime you want to like something on Facebook, just say, just say to yourself, hmm, this is nice. It is a nice ideal, but I know that that is not the true thing in the life of this person. It's not the full truth, but I still like it. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Someone, someone, shout hallelujah, Pastor. You are preaching this morning. Even though you are five minutes over time, but you are preaching. Amen. Okay, <laughs> and I'm, I'm rounding up, I'm rounding up. So, so basically, he was able to do that resting. So the first one is focus and intensity. That is why we're fasting. And then the second element of this wrestle is prayer. Everybody say prayer. Look at it, they said, Jacob did not just wrestle. He had something in mind that he kept on saying, and this is it. The man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. You see, some people have said that this is not a prayer for New Testament believers because we're already blessed. Was Jacob already blessed? Did his father not release the blessing on him? Jacob knew what he was talk talking about. He knew he was already blessed by his father. But his experience showed that the blessing of the father that he received many years ago was not manifesting in his life. As he should, fully. He was still struggling. So the man, what the man was saying is that I have received this blessing. I know Christ died for me on the cross, you know, translating to us. I know these things belong to me, but, the, but you know, my struggles don't really, really reflect it. So what I'm saying right now is that tonight I must enter into the blessing that is already mine. So you need to tell God and say, Lord, I know you bless me. I know all these promises. I know Pastor Lord has been preaching it for years. I've been reading it. I know it. I know this belongs to me. But this year, it's when I'm entering into it. I will not let you go. Except I walk in it. I will see you today. I must see your face. This is my penile. Amen. Unless you bless me. So prayer is involved. And that is what the 21 days of prayer is about. For you to... to, to to, to, to release the intensity of your desires to God in your own way. You don't have to pray like I pray. You don't have to pray like Pastor Omar prays. You don't have to pray like my wife prays. You don't have to pray like any other person. Just make sure the intensity of your desires are expressed to God. Make sure you let God know, I will not let you go except this happens in my life in the way you want to do it. You might do it kneeling down. You might do it standing up. You might do it lying down. But just make sure it is expressed. Make sure that desire is expressed for this year. Make it very specific. Number three, quickly, I have four. Number three, 
So when he did that, there was a reckoning with the past. Like I told you about. So God, the angel said, the angel said quickly, quickly, the angel said, the man said, that's the angel, your name, you know, the, hack, the, the man first of all asked him, he said, what is your name, right? So he said, my name is what? So he admitted, right? That's who I am. He'll grab her, cheat and everything. But the man told him, I said, now that you have come clean, but your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Listen, here's my prophecy to you. You've been, known, you've been labeled by certain things in your past. Up until now, they've labeled you as the problem child. The one that always, that is always, that always, people have to come to their rescue, to our rescue, or to his rescue. They've labeled your marriage as troubled. In fact, you have labeled your relationship as troubled. You have labeled your finances as not enough, never enough. Your ministry as never making, a, never making progress. Your relationships as never happy, as dysfunctional. You know, you know, some of those labels, it's not even you that labeled yourself. Because Jacob didn't label himself. It was his parents that labeled him that. Because of what they saw when he was born. There are some labels that have been placed on you too. Amen. Based on what people have seen and observed in your life. But I'm here to tell you as you experience the God show this year from today, that name is going to change. You are no longer the depressed. You are no longer the oppressed. Oh, you are no longer the unfaithful. You are no longer the unhappy. You are no longer the one who is bound, who is held down. I thought somebody was going to stand up and begin to praise the Lord right now. Somebody help me on the internet. Somebody on Facebook help me shout. Somebody on YouTube help me shout. The people in the room, come on. Your name will no longer be Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob. City light will no longer be the city light that you have known. There's a new name. There's a new manifestation. There's a new level. There's a new glory. Something fresh is happening. It's a new beginning. It's a new day. Get rid of your past. Get rid of your failures. Something fresh has come. Because you have struggled with God. Amen. And you have struggled with humans. Listen, there were two sets of struggles. He started by struggling with humans. Then he led him to God. Then when he focused on struggling with God, he was lifted up above humans. You've been struggling with humans. It's time for you to wrestle with God. Because God is about to lift you above your past. He's about to lift you above all those things that have happened to you in the past. The last thing that happens is there's always a transformation. The struggle, last one, the struggle always leads to a transformation. When you wrestle with God, you'll be transformed. When you wrestle with people, you'll be deformed. But when you wrestle with God, you'll be transformed. Are you listening to me? You'll be transformed. And then God will help you. Now, the transformation that took place, let's read it. Quickly, I'm, I'm going to end with that. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? So that's one of the things we do. We have a lot of questions for God. Some of them are irrelevant questions. So he's asking, you're wrestling with the mind. like, what? Angel, tell me your name. Tell me your name. The guy's like, why do you want my name? Amen. Do you, so one of the transformations that is going to take place 
as you see God is that you begin to know that there are certain things that you don't have to know how they happen. Are you listening? Or the origin, your calculations don't have to factor in. You see, when you still believe in your calculations for everything and all your planning and your timing and you do not know that God supersedes all those things, there are divine contingencies that you are not expecting. I know you wrote your goal for 2020, but I'm here to tell you that you don't even know yet what God is about to do in your life in 2020. You have no idea yet where it's going to take you, what is going to happen. Be open. When you have an encounter with God, you become flexible. You just know that there's not everything that I have an answer to. The angel said, why do you ask my name? Why are you trying to find out how? What is important is that it gets done. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was filled. The sun rose above him. The sun is rising above you. I said the sun is rising above you in 2020. The sun is rising above you. It's your noonday. It's time for you to shine. The light is coming up in your darkness. And he was limping. Hey, I'll tell you that. Because of his hip. So because of his wrestling with God, a transformation took place. That he was, he was limping. What does that mean? Listen, when God hits you and you begin to experience the God show, what you used to lean on as support before, that you believed in. Oh, my business degree, my PhD, my worldly wisdom, what the doctor said, my learnedness, God will cut that thing up. So people will see that this person is a PhD, but he looks like he's not relying on the PhD. He's limping. Why? Because he's now walking by the anointing of the living God. I pray this prayer for you. May God cause you to limp in the place that is hindering him from fulfilling his grace in your life. For his strength is made perfect in your weakness. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. That place where you are proud is where you need to get down. For God resisted the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That place where you think you are strong, you are very calculative, you are very meditative, you are very prayerful, you are very learned. God said, lay down before me. Lay down before me this year. I'm going to cause you to live in that area. But you know what? I'm going to transform you. I'm going to transform your children. You're going to become a nation. You're going to become a great nation. Somebody who has been, you know, very strong. I want to tell God, I'm ready to live in that area. Come like brother Fedas. Come kneel down in this place and surrender that thing. Come to the front. Surrender that thing. Surrender that thing. Surrender that thing. That you have held up to your education, your strength, your wisdom. Come on, surrender it to God right now. Say, Lord, I'm ready to lay hold on your power. Come on, say, Lord, except you bless me, I'm not going to leave you. Come on, I expect more people to be here. Surrender that thing to God. I told God, I surrender my planning. I surrender my strategy. I surrender my understanding. I surrender my strength. Lord, cause me to limp. Help me to always be this year in a state where I don't know how you're going to do it or what is going to happen, but you keep on doing it. I don't want to know everything. I don't want to know everything. I don't want to know everything. I just want to see you. Oh, I'm going to leave right now. Lift up your hands, everybody. I prophesy over you. Everybody that is here, 
this year, the Son of God, with healing in his wings, is rising upon you. I prophesy over you this strength that you are presenting to God, this dedication that you are making to the Lord. You will rise up from this place. Your past is gone. Your struggles with men are gone. Now is time for a new level. Now is time for a new show. Now is time for the God encounters. For the God show. Rise up from this place. Receive the blessing. Receive your blessing that is already yours. You will not be the same person this year. By the end of 2020, you will become a nation. Your business is multiplied. Your ministry is multiplied. Your life is multiplied. Your marriage is blessed. Your relationships are blessed. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a better amen in this house? In the name of Jesus. And thank to the God show, everybody. Lift up your hand. Thank to the God show. And thank to the God show. Begin to experience God in a new way. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.